0: Hello and welcome to Vegas Odds Football. I am your host, Daniel Ocho. In this episode, I was joined by Matt Beardlaws from the Vegas Odds Baseball Show to talk and preview the AFC North. So without further ado, let's dive in. I am here with Matt from the Vegas Odds Baseball Show, our sort of sister podcast here on the Vegas Odds Network. Uh, Matt is kind enough to join me today to preview the AFC North. Uh, Thanks so much for joining the show today, Matt. Yeah. And let's sort of dive in. You are a fellow Steelers fan. That's why I wanted to have you on the show today. Uh, So looking at this season, what are you sort of feeling about this division? I I know that the AFC North has been a weird division where... It's been very top heavy over the last several years in terms yeah. of the the same team sort of dominating the we're Steelers fans. We know we, we were up there with the Ravens for years and years. Mm-hmm. Now the Browns have made a big push over the last several years to sort of take hold of that division. And the Bengals last year surprised everybody and basically kicked the shit out of everyone in the division and then yeah. go on to the Super Bowl. So what do you make of this division going into 2022?
1: man if you go by the the gut instinct you know the Steelers as you know you know not controversy but you know they got the guy they just drafted they got you know a guy that nobody wants and then you have a guy that has tried to fill in that you know even the Steelers don't really want so you' your kind of gut instinct you're like man Pittsburgh, I don't know, you know, but the good thing is Tomlin, he, he can't go below 500. Yeah. So I think they're going to get at least potentially eight wins, which I'm sure we'll talk <laughs> about there. But my gut is it's Baltimore's turn again, unfortunately, is what I'm thinking. And I think a lot of people are thinking that last year. I mean, Baltimore last year, they had uh, they had more people in the hospital than I think, you know, yeah you know, in the last three months in, in, in any major city, you know, they were pretty beat up. So uh, as a Steelers fan, you hate to see anybody hurt, but if there's going to be a team that has a lot of injuries... That um, that aren't severe. Uh, you you kind of hope it is Baltimore. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I
0: tend to agree with you uh, just looking at this division big picture. I'd love the Ravens this year. I mean, taking my my own biases out of it. I can't help but look at them and, and feel the same way that you do in terms of this is a roster that was so depleted with injuries last year. And even then, we were looking at them after week two as a team that beat the the Chiefs. This was a team that really felt like they had figured it out. And they were competing in games even after Lamar went out. Uh, this was a team that really had a lot of heart last year despite losing guys to injuries. It was only really towards the end of the season. You really felt the, the drain of all those injuries, and they just couldn't put it together. Yep. But going into this year, it feels to me that people are buying into who the Bengals were in the playoffs last year uh, and not sort of assessing them impartially. And also they're not giving credit where credit's due to this, this Ravens team.
1: It's true, and if you think about two potentially last year, how many times the Ravens went for two to go for the win? Yeah. Instead of going, you know, for overtime or kind of playing the more traditional route, yeah, they would have been in the playoffs. Steelers wouldn't have been in the playoffs, and who knows if the Bengals, you know, where they would have en- ended up as a seed if they still make that magical run? It could have potentially been, you know, another team. So
0: yeah, absolutely. So let's start with the the Ravens projected over under win total of nine and a half games. I'm looking at this win total. I look at their offseason, uh, specifically their their sort of draft. Like, I just love the, the Ravens draft and what they did in terms of building secondary depth, um, rebuilding that offensive line a bit. It feels like they really knew what they needed and they made the most of it. Mm-hmm. They had something like five picks in the first four rounds. So like you would expect them to rebuild some of these positional groups. But I look at what this team had roster wise last year and now bringing in uh, a lot of young players. I don't necessarily think that these guys are all going to step in and be day one stars. Right. But I think that this is a roster that's young, that is coached very well. And one of their big moves was trading Hollywood Brown, who people are like, oh, what are you going to do without him? I think Hollywood Brown Sucks. Yeah. I think that Rashad Bateman revealed himself to already be a largely superior player or version of that receiver. Mm -hmm. And between Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman, we're looking at a really strong receiving group, despite the fact that there's no brand name talent there.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, if they could go out and potentially get themselves, even an above average receiver, you know, whether it be in a trade, some maybe free agencies or anything like that, that team is going to be very tough to beat, especially if they can kind of get the running game going. But like you said, you know, a healthy Lamar, Andrews, That's a tough, like, how are you going to stop that?
0: And one thing that I saw just looking into some of the preliminary stats for this Ravens team before the season, Lamar Jackson didn't have a rushing touchdown last year. Isn't that wild? This is a guy who is arguably the best running quarterback of all time. And this is a guy who could not get in the end zone as a rusher last year. And listen... Especially in the early season, I think was kind of lost amid the injuries. Lamar really progressed as a passer last year. He impressed the crap out of me in terms of what the the throws he was making, especially down the field. So I'm very excited to see what Bateman as a second year guy in this offense does. Mark Andrews was just a freakish talent last year. There's there's no other way to put it. He was on another level um, and revealed himself, I think, to be the best tight end in the league. Mm -hmm. So if you put all that together, along with uh, just things coming together defensively and that offensive line really coalescing, I think this is a team that should be the team to beat in this division.
1: I agree with you, yeah. And, and like you said, I mean these these guys are the team to beat. They're going to be there. They they've have some people that have had some success. But if you're talking the uh, the win total of nine and a half, I, I like I like them going over that. I really do. But I'm going to tell you what. If I had to make a prediction, I'm going to say ten and seven for the Ravens. All right and. 10 wins, you know, it's 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 not a lot, but the Bengals did it last year at 10 wins, they got in, but you got to look, they got to play the Bills, which isn't going to be an easy one, I believe in like week 4 or uh, no early in the season then they got to play the Bucks, which yeah. is never going to be one, the Broncos, which later in the year, but you never know really how the Broncos are going to shake out. Everybody says they're going to be a great team, but only time will tell, you know.
0: Absolutely. Um so so you're leaning on the over. I'm also leaning on the over for this Ravens team. Yep. One thing that I was looking at just in terms of looking at this roster and part of it is when looking at the schedule, they have a lot of these these sort of marquee matchups with some of the best teams in the conference, Mm -hmm. I'm looking at maybe sprinkling something on Lamar to win MVP again, because it feels like there's some presumptive favorites in in the MVP field, and we're now sort of moving away from Lamar in that area. I could realistically see them winning 12 games. Some of those 50-50 shots at the end of these games, the two-point conversions go their way. This could be a team that wins 12 or 13 games, and all of a sudden, we're talking about Lamar as a guy who's making these game-winning plays in the biggest moments, and that's sort of what you need on your way to that MVP campaign. So I think that his odds are going to end up being pretty good. They're going to probably uh, get a little better closer to the season when I think people really start taking a harder look at these rosters. Yeah. Um. But that's something that I'm going to keep in mind. What do you make of, of that narrative that I've sort of created for myself there?
1: Yeah. I mean, you're you're not wrong. And the reason I said 10 is one because you never know with the AFC North beating each other up a little bit. You know, you you never know. I mean, say you know the Steelers have a down year, they could still upset them once, maybe twice. So you never really know how that goes. But then the the tough non um you know conference schedule is is pretty tough for Baltimore and the rest of the guys, you know, the rest of the teams in the division. But uh, I I don't know if I I like Lamar quite MVP because you don't know how they shake out. One thing that does kind of, you know, if I was a Ravens fan, maybe concern me is the new defensive coordinator. Not really sure how a defense responds to it. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not a good thing. And obviously, you know, they. what's the old saying? Defense wins championships, so you have to see there. But one thing that I do like that I'm probably going to sprinkle a little action on is I think right now it's minus 140 for Baltimore to make the playoffs. So not only them, I do like them winning the division, which I believe is at plus 220, which I like that as well. I'm going to definitely hit that as a future, and I think 140 as well because not only winning the division I do like, but they could get in as a wild card.
0: I love that bet. I am buying in on this team completely as a playoff team. Even if they don't ultimately win that division, I don't see a world in which we're not talking about them come late December as a team that, even if they're a wild card, that everyone is scared to play. They don't want to go against this uh, Lamar-led Ravens team in the playoffs because, listen, Lamar has been arguably the best running quarterback of all time, and if he can put it together as a passer and this defense holds up, I think that what you mentioned with that defensive uh, schematic change As much as that defense did really thrive the last several years, I think they were in need of that. Ultimately, that sort of cover zero, blitz everything approach Mm -hmm. had its limitations when facing some of the better quarterbacks in the conference. So I think that if you look at sort of how a lot of these real contenders in the AFC look now, I don't know if they would have ultimately been able to get away with that in the highest leverage moments against guys like Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Herbert, especially.
1: Not a lot of people remember that the Ravens did start off 8 and 3 last year before you know the injury bug did hit them yeah. and then they finished 8 and 9 and just you know it got ugly quick for them, but one thing to keep in mind too is I believe it is a contract year for Lamar Jackson. We all know how players play when they're about to get paid, so that is uh, another thing that definitely scares you know uh, scares me as being a Steelers fan.
0: Lamar Jackson is his own agent and isn't a contract year. I I am he won't even talk about his contract right now. I am terrified
1: of this man. I cannot be more afraid as a Steelers fan. It's it's impossible. Yes, not a, not a good look, but ugh. That's yeah. Anyways, I feel like we've talked too much. Like, I, I don't think I've ever said the word Ravens out of my mouth as much as I have in these last couple of minutes. I'm feeling sick. I think that they they deserve the the, the attention because I think we're going to talk
0: about some teams in this division that we're not as high on. And we'll, we'll save the Steelers for a little later. But let's move on now to the Cincinnati Bengals, the former AFC representative in the Super Bowl. Uh, what do you make of the Bengals this year? Just big picture before we even get into their over under projected win total.
1: I honestly think and I, you know, again being a Steelers fan, hope that they kind of get that Super Bowl um, you know, what is it, the Super Bowl curse, the Super Bowl sickness, whatever you might call it, where, you know, they just yeah, don't yeah. live up to the expectation. If you do take a look at their schedule, which, you know, I haven't overly dissected, but obviously they have similar opponents to the rest of the teams, you know, in this division, they have it even worse. Yeah, And it is very, very rough later in the season. So if uh, Cincinnati doesn't get out to a, you know, just a scorching start, I really do think that they're going to be in some big trouble. A lot of young talent. And I think, you know, a lot of those younger guys had a lot of success. Success being first-year players, potential second-year players, where there wasn't as much you know scouting on them in the NFL. But I'm gonna tell you what they uh, they have a lot of you know targets on their back this year. There's a lot of film on these guys, and you know it's the NFL. It is a business. From every team, from you know the Jaguars to you know the the Buccaneers, now know exactly what the Bengals are up against. But their coach, he's uh, he's amazing as well, and he's going to be there for a long time after he just got that extension. So
0: so here's where I disagree. I, oh. I am such a Zach or hater even last year amid that run i can't help but think that guy is a putz who has joe burrow who is able to hide the fact that he is such a dunce because listen if you have joe burrow it's like a cheat code because the guy is He just evangelizes. He he gets the whole team going. He's like the Tom Brady mold of a leader. And even his own deficiencies, like coming in as a prospect, this guy was like a guy who didn't have all the world arm strength of Justin Herbert, but he turned into the best deep ball passer in the league last year. It's just a guy who really is like lightning in a bottle as a person. So I don't believe in Zach Taylor. Um, I'm not high on this Bengals team. I've said that before on this show, Uh, but it's hard for me to look at what Joe Burrow did last year Mm -hmm. and really feel confident betting against this team. Like you said, I, I took a look at their schedule and just going through some of their second half games. It's just brutal from November through the the last week of the season. They play at the Steelers at the Titans, then uh, play the Chiefs, then the Browns who who knows what the Browns are going to be like. Then they play at the Buccaneers at the Patriots against the Bills and then the Ravens to end out the season. So it is a tough run.
1: Yeah. And they have to go to Foxborough. They yes. have to go to Foxborough before that. And yeah, it's it's wild. And, and, and the one thing, too, that you know doesn't worry me, but if I was a Bengals fan, I'd be a little bit worried, is the fact of Burroughs got hit so much. I mean, they didn't do a ton to continue to protect him. And as a quarterback, I mean, look at Big Ben. You can only take so much abuse on the body. And Ben yeah, you know, was, was pretty much, I think, you know, his, his real dad was probably the Terminator. I mean, this dude was just built out of steel or something. Yeah. And and Burroughs does not have the frame of him, does not have the Terminator dad, but uh, that's one thing that would worry me a little bit. I think he's going to continue to get hit and we'll, uh, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't want them to be good. I don't think they'll be good. And, and like you've talked about in other episodes, I'm not high on them either. So the Bengals are projected nine and a half. Yep. What do you think
0: over under, what are you leaning here?
1: I'm going to take the under. I see them as like nine and eight. I see them as a nine win team. You know, maybe, maybe nine, seven and one. I th- see them at a nine the way that the schedule is, but it's going to be one of those things. They could easily be nine and eight, or they're going to be like 13. You know what I mean? Like Exactly. It, you know, it's one of those, depending on how it is, I think their schedule's too tough, and that's kind of what happens when you're the AFC You know, champion. You, you get a tougher schedule. You get more of the primetime games, and they didn't have a ton of primetime games last year. Yes, they did good on the road in the playoffs. They went on a run. They were hot. Uh, unless they get off to a hot start this season, I think they're in big trouble, so uh, I'm, I'm going to take the under here.
0: So I've been talking a lot this offseason about how much I think Zach Taylor sucks, how much uh, I'm keen on this sort of Super Bowl hangover for them. But the closer we get to the season, the more afraid I am that this is going to be one of those things where I'm just not seeing the forest for the trees and that the Bengals are going to come out and just kick the shit out of teams this year. So, shockingly, I think I'm going to go over on this team uh, on nine and a half. I think they're going to probably win 10 games. I don't think they win that division, probably. I I think that likely this is still the Ravens division to win. Yep. But I think that the Bengals are probably going to win 10 games. I'm not super strong on that, but... I think even if they, they win nine games, I think it's going to be a really tight, tight one. Like I'm never going to feel super confident if I took the under on this. So that's why I almost want to avoid it and say, okay, at the very least, I think that they're going to be competing for wins. Well, like late into the season, because they'll feel that they have a shot at that division. So I'm going to go with the over, uh, and I don't feel good about it. I, I do not feel good about it whatsoever.
1: No, I think even Vegas kind of has the under as the um, you know minus one ten right now. So I feel like they are going to agree with me. But it's a little bit better money, you know, especially with that one game difference. But uh, I believe they're minus one forty five to make playoffs, plus two twenty, same as the Ravens to win the division, and then just like the Ravens, plus twelve hundred for conference, plus twenty two hundred for Super Bowl. I'm not touching either of those. And to be honest, I'm not even gonna, uh, I'm not gonna touch even to make playoffs or win the division. I would definitely throw some money on the under for uh, for that nine and a half.
0: Yeah, so I'm with you. I, I would not feel good betting either make the playoffs or win the division. Um, But I do like to take the over there. Yep. Even if they're not necessarily clicking early in the year, they're going to be a pain in the ass for for some of those really good teams late in the season.
1: Or you never know; they could just be terrible, and then be <laughs> like, "Oh, it's the Super Bowl hangover.
0: It's okay." Unfortunately, I. I I don't feel comfortable betting against it anymore because I basically every week of the playoffs was losing money saying, this is the week they're revealed as frauds until the Super Bowl. Finally, I was able to get my comeuppance. But let's move on now to the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are not a fun conversation. No, They don't even have a projected over-under win total on any sportsbook right now because they don't even know what's happening with Deshaun Watson. They trade for serial sexual assaulter let's i don't even want to dig into the the implications of that but they give the guy a shit ton of money and now he may not even play this year so we're recording this before whatever punishment he receives has been announced uh we don't know if deshaun watson is going to play for the browns this year we know that in all likelihood baker mayfield will not be playing for the browns this year so the browns have a very insecure quarterback situation unsecure Mm -hmm. and what do you make just big picture of this team? Well, like right now, it's so hard to even gauge what they're going to be.
1: It really is. But the Browns are always the Browns. I mean, there was talks the last couple yeah. of years and Browns are going to make it to the Super Bowl. The Browns are going to be there. I mean, they have had potential. They've had lines. They always have that guy or two that, you know, seem to have locker room issues. Um, I did see um, on one site that they were nine and a half as well. The under was minus 115 for these guys. And a lot of the projections and everything are, you know, assuming that Watson does play. But let's assume that Watson does play. How good is Watson going to be? He was really good, but now he has this mental aspect of going into, you know, places with a kind of a target on his back. You know, the crowd are going to be all over him. The players are going to be all over him. And he hasn't really played, you know, in a little bit. And let's be honest, anytime you see a player that kind of is away from the game for a little bit, step back in and start getting really hit. You know, the practice is one thing. When they get hit, they seem to kind of get banged up a little bit easier. So I don't have a lot of confidence in them. And to be honest, I don't even know where their backup is. Like, if he doesn't play, who is it at this point? (laughs)
0: I do not know. I didn't even look it up before because honestly, if Deshaun Watson does not play this year, the Browns are a complete write-off for me. They, it's I'm going to be betting against him every week. They have a frisky defense. They they, they have some talent there, but uh, I think this team is a joke. I think Stefanski's absolutely the most overrated coach in the league. Yep. I think he got a lot of credit for running play actions with Baker Mayfield, but I don't actually think that that team is like particularly good. He does a bunch of weird shit on third down, Yeah. but I, I just think that the Browns... Their defense has been really hyped up the last couple of years, and I don't know. There's a lot of talent on that roster, but they haven't been a very cohesive defensive unit that I'm really afraid of. Like, there's no way you can tell me that even now with the talent they brought in, that they're a better unit than uh, the Steelers or the Ravens in that division. So if you have the third best defense in the division and you may not have a starting quarterback for the year. If I see the nine and a half number on any book, I am slamming that with everything I have because I don't think there's any way in which uh, Deshaun Watson is really going to be a factor for like the, the entire season. And I think that if he misses any time, that's enough to really kick them down past that, that nine and a half or under that nine and a half.
1: And I think I just heard breaking news that they'll, they'll bring Ryan Fitzpatrick out of retirement to be the Browns quarterback, assuming that Deshaun Watson, you know, doesn't play. But if it does happen, you heard it here first. But uh, the Browns have one of the, you know, best, Two, you know, kind of running back tandems in in the league. Not the best, but one of they're really good. Their line is fairly okay. I mean, to be honest, I'm not a Baker fan, but if he can have success in Cleveland, I think a lot of great quarterbacks can have some success there as well. And you said the defense, yeah, they're feisty. I mean, the only time they're really good is when they're ripping helmets off and hitting other quarterbacks with that helmet. Yeah. so I mean, that's your best talent. Yeah. I'm the same with you. Uh, Nine and a half. If it is there, I'm going to lock in on the under there. I would have to imagine it's going to be like minus 115, 120 if it does stay there. Um, But what I saw also is make the playoffs was minus 150. Which I'm not touching that. When the division was like plus 170, I would have to assume with Vegas that they're saying, hey, Watson's coming in. He's going to be good. And let's, you know, assume this all there. They probably, you know, jumped on the Madden simulation train and was like, hey, they're going to be good. But if I had to make a prediction, I I see them as uh, seven and 10. I'm going to say probably last place in the division.
0: I am with you. Um, if I can get any sort of action on them not making the playoffs, I'm going to hammer that as well. Yep. Because I think even with Watson, I don't see this team as like one that's just going to come in and kick the shit out of teams. No. I like the Amari Cooper trade for them. We've seen him already take a quarterback who was sort of at one level in DAC and move him up to that next level as a passer almost immediately by his presence there. Yep. So for all the flack that he gets as a receiver, he, I think, is actually very competent. Um, But I, I just don't see it with this team this year. I, I think also that All the other teams in the division are just really good. So I think that somebody has to be that lame duck. And I think it's the Browns this year.
1: And the Browns, I believe the last six of their last nine games are all on the road. Um, So, I mean, that's going to be a tough thing to end, you know, the the year when you're already a little bit beat up. And then, I mean, and I think they go to Buffalo um, in Cincy and, you know, in Miami. So, I mean, they don't have an easy game in there. But yeah, six of your last nine games on the road.
0: That's tough. Absolutely. So, so now let's move on to. Our beloved Steelers. Yep. They got rid of Big Ben. Uh the weekend of Bernie situation is over. They're not no longer holding up his, his limp body uh to, to play quarterback for them. They bring in Mitch Trubisky. They draft the first quarterback in the draft taken, Kenny Pickett. Um, this was a major year for the Steelers in terms of offseason. They they made a lot of changes. Yeah. And not only that, we have a lot of guys on this roster offensively, and guys like Deontay Johnson, Claypool, uh, who are looking at extensions, looking at sort of what what's gonna happen next roster wise. I enjoyed what the Steelers sort of brought in in this year's draft in terms of offensive talent. Yep. Um, but I don't know what to make of this team as we're looking at them coming in. So what, what are your thoughts on the Steelers coming into the season?
1: You know, obviously front and center is is the quarterback situation. Like, how does Pickett do? How does he do, you know, in training camp? How does he do in preseason? And I, it's one of those situations we've seen it on other teams. We've, we've been thankful enough as Steeler fans to not really have to worry about that position in a long time. But we knew that day was coming. And it seems like any starter, if they don't start him, has that short leash. In my opinion, I say you sit him behind. I mean, Trubisky, he's not the greatest quarterback, but he hasn't been in a system, in an organization that is, you know, helped him in any manners, you know what I mean? So I could see him potentially coming in. Maybe he wins a couple of games. But either way, I I almost think that, you know, a young talent needs kind of some grooming time. You know, you get thrown in to the Wolves right out the gate and then you have you know uh no success then you're already what you you're just going to sit on the bench as the first round pick potentially get traded and just get shuffled out you know maybe play in the XFL yeah. or whatever they have going on but yeah i don't know that's one thing too but you have to also kind of keep in consideration the steelers defense usually accounts for like 55 to 60% of their win total and it is very heavily relied on that which i personally love that's one of the reasons i fell in love with pittsburgh is the defense but I mean, if they can string together a little bit of some offense, that's going to be some extra wins, you know?
0: Absolutely. So, I mean, I look at this team, I'm actually relatively high on Trubisky as being a fun quarterback this year. Yep. I don't know how much that's going to translate to them actually winning games because this is a team that also has a pretty tough schedule. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, nothing's going to be last year's schedule in terms of, mm-hmm. it was just brutal down the stretch, Um. but this is a team that made the playoffs. And if you look at quarterbacks who come into the league onto playoff teams, the history of those quarterbacks is really great. Yeah. Like just by virtue of coming onto a team and pick it that, that already was a playoff caliber roster last year, he's in a much better position than so many other of these rookies we see come into the league. Yeah. So what I think may happen with this team is I think it could be ugly offensively early in the year. Um, I think there could be some flashes from Trubisky, but I actually think that whether it's Pickett or Trubisky down the stretch, I think they're going to be a tough out to end the season. I think they may end up competing for one of those wildcard spots. The only problem is that this AFC is so loaded talent-wise that it's easy to just see them having a fun season where it ultimately doesn't come together as a playoff season. So, I don't like them to make the playoffs, per se, Mm -hmm. but I think this this Steelers team is going to end up being relatively fun, Um, and I think they're going to have a real fun infusion of talent uh, just in terms of youthfulness, at the quarterback position, because, man, for as much young talent as we've had in the receiver room and the running back room the last two years, Big Ben has been an abomination to watch. Um, I know these guys aren't going to be Hall of Fame quarterbacks like Ben, but at this point, I can't imagine a world in which Trubisky and Pickett combined are, are worse than what we've seen, especially to end last year with Ben.
1: Yeah, it, it, it was tough to watch. And yeah, I, I agree with you there. And the good thing is we have Mike Tomlin, who has never gone under 500. And I think it's like even an NFL rule at this point that Tomlin can't go under 500. So, I mean, you have to love that. And I don't know what you saw for the over under, but I, I saw seven and a half.
0: That's what I saw as well. Seven and a half was my projected over under. And I, I don't see a world in which they're going under this, to be honest with you. I, I believe in Tomlin. Um, yeah, This guy won eight games with Doug Hodges. Doug Hodges.
1: Yeah, I agree with you because it's plus 105 plus it's our team in the over. I, I'm definitely going to throw some action on it. I, I see them. If I had to make a prediction right now, I, I would go eight, eight and one. All right. Which gets them over 500 and keeps the Tomlin streak alive. And in my predictions, gets them over Cleveland and third in the division.
0: OK, so so let's run just briefly through. So you have the, the Steelers going over. What is your projected division uh, sort of standings?
1: I think the Ravens. I, I like them at ten and seven. Then I like the Bengals. I like them at nine and eight. Steelers eight, eight and one, and the Browns at seven and ten. So pretty close. And and I, I mean, you look year in and year out. You know, unless one team just completely dominates, they're all within a couple of games usually. Yeah. Um. But I, I only see one team getting out of the AFC North into the uh, playoffs this year. So
0: I am with you. My my projected standings have the the Ravens winning 11 or 12 games, I think. Uh, the Bengals probably winning 10. Then I have the Steelers winning eight games. And the Browns winning seven or six games this year. So I, I have them going under. I have the Steelers going over. And I have, I have the other three teams other than the Browns going over. But I, I think this is a really talented division. I think there are mm-hmm. two teams at least who could really make some noise deep in the playoffs. But I, I think the only challenge is... We're looking across the coast at the AFC West, and there seem to be some teams there who are just really raring to, to make some noise, like the Chargers, the Chiefs are still going to be a force to be reckoned with. There's there's no way about it. And even the Raiders are a team that really rebuilt themselves, and we know that the Broncos fancy themselves contenders this year. Yep. So I, I think the challenge will be getting that second team in this division to the playoffs. How many teams do you see going to the playoffs from this division?
1: I think one. I think we're just going to get the division leader. Like you said, there's so many teams that I feel like have done more in the offseason. season where you know Baltimore is doesn't really need to do a lot more they just need to get healthy play healthy and I I see one coming out of there and I mean if you look at the history of the AFC North all right you have eight Super Bowl wins out of the entire AFC North in the history of this you know obviously with the Steelers with six Baltimore with two then you leave you know the Cincy Cleveland and then even when Tennessee and Jacksonville were in there for a little bit you know you have eight Super Bowls but you do have a lot of you know division championships you have a lot of playoff berths and you have a decent amount of uh, AFC titles i believe there was 14 AFC titles in the north so you know it's uh yeah i see one coming out of there it's a competent division we don't think they're a super bowl division this year um
0: or at least i, I don't um but i, I do think it's going to be fun i think it's going to be a fun division to watch I think that uh, some of these teams are going to surprise people just in terms of, I think the Bengals are going to be a little bit better uh, than people may be giving them credit for. Myself included, anyone who's listened to this knows I've been basically shitting on the Bengals for (laughs) weeks and weeks and weeks, and now I'm just getting cold feet. I remember a few years ago when the Eagles ultimately uh, won the Super Bowl before the year, I kept saying to myself, why is everyone so high on this team? I don't get it. And sometimes I just don't get it. So I'm I'm thinking that maybe the Bengals this year are the team that I just don't get. Yeah. So thank you, Matt, for coming on the show to preview the AFC North. This has been our AFC North preview. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Maybe Vegas odds baseball before you get off here.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously we're talking football, but it is baseball season. So if anybody wants to check it out, we take our kind of version of baseball, you know, our take on it. So it's not going to be going right to the main websites and seeing the news articles. We put our twist on it and we have the best producer in the world. So it makes us sound a lot better. And I know you can.
0: All right. Awesome. Thanks so much, Matt. Uh, Until then, I'll talk to you guys soon and I'll be back next week. Bye now.